Welcome to what I think will be a surprisingly uh, good episode of Talking Tigs. Thought it was going to just be another kind of ho-hum week after all the news had subsided. Everything was done with our season, everything. Uh, but I think there's uh, lots to talk about, probably quickly, though. Um, but uh, hope everyone has had a good week. Want to check in with the hosts, see how you guys are doing. Um, I don't know. There's There's like a lot of storms going on between us. I know you have some there in Baton Rouge. I got some coming at us here in atlanta i think we're gonna be here all week uh but it's man we desperately need it it's like all the vegetation around my house is starting to die same Ooh. same over there like it's so hot here and it just has a rain so it's like it's starting to wilt so uh definitely need it but h- how are you guys doing doing good i mean you know it, here especially in like baton rouge like it rains at least like once every other day but um, it'll you know it's one of those things where it's almost it's like I'll, people will talk about being a batter. Just say it's like it's almost like living at the beach without like the positives, because <laughs> it'll be super uh, muggy and you know you'll you'll breathe in and it'll you'll breathe in like just a, a glass of water, and then at four o'clock it'll rain for an hour. But other than that, you know, there's nothing. There's <laughs> you don't get any other than anything else. Right. Um, but you're right. Like this this week is definitely, or this weekend and now today, have definitely been a, a real storm like uh, time. And uh, you know, maybe 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 it's in response to Ole Miss taking it down in Omaha. Mm. Yeah, and then speaking of the beach, I just got back from uh, the beach in Florida. I was on business, not really pleasure, but uh, there in advance of an upcoming move. I'll um, the brag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I had a good time in Palm Beach, not the actual Palm Beach where Trump's chilling in Mar-a-Lago, although I did go by that, but uh, West Palm Beach. Another humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I'm converting to a, a Miami fan, uh, all about the U. Uh, and then the College World Series obviously went on, and then a few other news, which we're going to hit here. But, yeah, glad to be wrapping up the traveling and, uh, and back recording with y'all. Uh, likewise, likewise. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Daniel, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize how close it was to, to Miami until I looked at it. But it, it is very close. You could be a, a Heat fan, a Dolphins supporter. Uh, I know you like Tua, but I would say the U uh, – kind of already have it in like i think was it cody or Jerron was trying to get a job there he got a job there and uh coach was want, wanting him to he's like coach joe's made some remark i i think he would coach again though um but, but yeah by the way you're on uh you're you're still in her- hurricane territory but it's just like different right because you're not going to be coming up from the gulf you're gonna be getting it straight from atlantic and totally different i mean you got some some under your belt but it's a little bit different down in Florida, so definitely, uh, definitely go to the Home Depot. Yeah, we were looking at apartments, <laughs> and uh, some of the realtors that were showing us, they were advertised like our place has hurricane-proof windows and like special uh, latches and stuff on all those. Um, so I thought yeah. that was pretty interesting, but I guess it makes sense since it's right on the coast. Yeah, 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 definitely, uh, ne- definitely, definitely, nothing to mess with though. Uh, Florida is nice, man. It's uh, I don't know, I can't imagine what it's going to be like being that close to the beach every day probably going to seem like you know kind of like a working vacation most most of the year um but looking forward to get into uh this lsu news also the college world series i figured we could kind of just start with that since it's uh it's already been wrapped up there, there's no game three that would have started like right now uh Ole miss took care of oklahoma in two games uh win the title first ever for the school uh i, I couldn't tell you what their last like 
outright like big school title was maybe maybe football back in like the mid mid 19th or 20th century right like football won one in the 60s or something right but other than that they don't they don't really have anything at least not in any of the major sports congrats to them uh great run for mike bianco and his team uh it's funny they were the last the last one in last one out and i saw a sign like that i was like ah, that's that's perfect uh it's it's interesting you know he interviewed at lsu uh before the, the beginning of last season he stayed at Ole miss i i never really heard if it was because that's what he wanted or maybe they just maybe they didn't see eye to eye or scott woodward already had his eye on something and they were just uh, i don't know making like a casual gesture i don't know but i don't know even if he'd come to lsu i i can't say that lsu would have gone that run because Ole miss just had deep pitching right like those guys that were able to just go uh seven innings what their their freshman starter uh Dylan Delucia, right? He went nine innings. Yeah. He gave up four hits. Uh, I mean, I don't even, like, I could maybe expect a, an amazing game from Mikhail Hilliard once like that this season, but after, like, the, he wasn't their starter. So I, I don't know anybody else on LSU staff that would have come close to something like that. And then, uh, you know, that that next game, they just, uh, or, you know, the two, the two World Series games, man, they just, there was, there were, Pitchers duels both way. Well, uh, Ole Miss kind of opened opened it up on that first game, but uh, yeah. that second game, you know, like Ole Miss, uh, Oklahoma's starter, he like, struck out thirteen, mm-hmm. kept it he kept it zero zero all the way through, and it was just oh, I hate to say, it, but it was like a wasted performance because his his team couldn't get anything going either. Because again, Ole Miss is pitching, but um, I was able to watch some of both. Thought it was great. Thought it was great how Ole Miss kind of just took over the stadium. It was like ninety ten. Yeah, uh, you know, once Ole Miss made it to the finals, like people just started waking people up in Ole Miss. Hey, we're playing for a title. Which one? Who cares? Come on, we're going to Omaha. And then you know they they ended up winning, and it was just such a great run. Uh, something we kind of talked about, hoping else you would have done, but Ole Miss did instead. But I know. Uh, what do you? What you guys see? I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching them play. Um, I, I felt like uh, that was, I mean, the, the you know, Doherty, that, that pitcher, you know, the first game, that was yeah. like a straight-up heroic performance by him. Um, you know, really enjoyed watching. The, I mean, Ole Miss was a fun team to watch, and it's crazy that, um, I mean, they were they were not a team to beat in March. Uh I mean, I remember when we were when when they came to LSU. You know, we I was like, oh, this should be a winnable series for us. Like, we should be fine. Um, and so, and yeah, and then they brought out the brooms. And so, I mean, that got to be honest. That makes that makes our, our us getting swept feel a little bit better because you know, mm-hmm. hey, we got swept by the eventual national champions. But uh, I I mean, it it's really just shows that baseball is a, is a game of. Uh, is about you know who can get hot at the right time and they got really hot and put everything together good for them i'm excited it's kind of cool that like you know last year mississippi state now this year Ole miss um yeah like daniel you pulled it up i pulled it up too so it's old miss has like technically never won a national like a national championship in a big in a a men's sport yeah a big sport Oh, um, wow. I know. But they claim, but it's one of those things where it's like they claim a, a bunch of national championships for football. 
Because I think, uh, yeah, they might have gotten undefeated the same year as another team, but the AP awarded it to a different team at the uh, same yeah. time. Because I was back before the NCAA was kind of over that governing body. Would those, have been, was, would those have been one of those be Archie's was that? Uh, their, their three national championships they claim is 59, 60, and 62. I think that uh, was Archie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. I knew they, yeah. Same with Arkansas. Like, they won in 60 or claimed one in 60, too. But um, so that, that's their first. Wait, didn't we win in 59, though? Yeah. 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 Or 58. Huh. 58. 58. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, I, still, congrats to them. I hope it doesn't go to their heads. But I mean, it, it was funny how you would think something like that people could unite in Mississippi, but nope. They, they do not care. It's like, I didn't care for y'all then. I, you know, I don't care that you want it now. You didn't care for, you know, it just, it's well, they didn't, you know, I don't think, I don't think Ole Miss was all excited about it last year. Right. Right. But now you think, Mississippi has had it two years in a row. You think there's a common ground there, yeah. but no, nah, not really. No, no. Um, the only thing uh, I wanted to add on that is there was some discussion online about how LSU basically saved Mike Bianco's job and contributed to Ole Miss winning the national championship because without them sweeping us late in the season, there was a pretty good chance, chance that they don't even make the tournament at yep. all. Mike Bianco gets fired because they don't make the tournament much less Omaha, and then Ole Miss doesn't go on to become the team of destiny, so LSU kind of played a pivotal role in there to so, our own detriment, I wait, suppose. Wait, so are you kind of saying that, like, we kind of won the national championship? In yep. some we'll, sense, We'll yeah. claim it. We'll claim it. Okay. Let's we'll claim it. I hereby claim it. How about that? We can claim part of it. Yeah, that works. LSU blood. True. Although I can't imagine if you're, you know, if you're his son, Drew. Yeah, like, if you're Drew, like, do you regret not going? Yeah. I was thinking the, the, the whole time watching them. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't know. It was just just crazy how it came about. And uh, I don't know, though. I think, like, we, you know, you said before, like we talked about weeks before, it's just you got hot at the right time, and they, they had to pitch in to do it. I, I was going to look and see, like, who pitched at each game and, like, like, how far apart they did it and, like, what their staff was. But it just – I don't know. It didn't matter. Just to try and compare it to what LSU had. But I, I don't think it matters because both teams are going to be – well, LSU is definitely going to be different next year uh, because Jay Johnson, speaking of hot, had a very, very hot week. Uh, man, just pulled in, I'd say, probably the biggest transfer out of the portal. And then he got another big transfer that was sitting in the portal. First one was Tommy White, a.k.a. Tommy Tanks from <laughs> NC State. Uh, he is your, I don't know, I think he was a freshman All-American, but guy set the freshman home run record for the NCAA with 27 this year. Uh was batting 362, 74 RBIs. But I don't know, it's just, it's just crazy that a freshman hit that many. And um, I don't know, he's, I don't know where he's going to be batting, but him and Dylan Cruz in the same lineup, I just, I don't know, Jay Johnson's just, uh, I don't know, I feel like he's he's got to be, you know, Giddy's a screw goal playing with house money with the lineup he's going to have next year. Although it's going to be interesting to see because I, I saw something where he was a DH. Then I also saw something where he plays first base. Yeah. So I don't know what that does for Trey Morgan because he's obviously, uh, you know, just defensively, he's great. Um, I think. I don't know about I feel like you would hope or you would think typically, a, a, you know, a corner infielder is a corner infielder. So hopefully he can play third. And then that fills a, fills a spot that we need to fill with Barry going presumably to the to the major league baseball draft yeah right. i mean he just adds to the uh power at the plate 
moniker that Jay Johnson has developed. And that's going to be, I mean, similar to this year, a formidable stretch for pitchers to face down between, yeah, Cruz, Morgan, White, um, and then the rest of our lineup. Come on, Daniel, say his name correctly. Tanks. (laughs) Tanks. <laughs> Mr. Tanks. And I've seen he rocks the uh, the mustache and the mullet combo, kind of like Dylan Cruz. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, you, you don't want to see that if you're on the mound. And then plus uh, we got some other players as well. So yeah, like you mentioned, Jake Johnson really rounded out that lineup and I guess already building the hype up for next year. Yeah. Um, and, and just to add to that, uh, we also had a, a nice little signing. Haha. Uh, they also picked up, he was um, he was a sophomore, I think, this year at Vandy. Was uh, Christian Little he was a pitcher. Yeah, the pitcher. Yeah, he he was there. I think he only started uh, was it three or four games this year, but he's been there two years. He's four and four, uh, four six five ERA, ninety five Ks. Uh, that's in about eighty one innings of uh, you know appearances. Um, I I don't know what to make too much of that, other than I know LSU needs arms, yeah. right? Um, so I, I think anything, anything we can get, and you know, I, I can't really say that they're done, uh, because LSU also has the number one, uh, recruiting class coming in. Although the, you know, the MLB draft, you know, it's, it didn't already happen, right? Usually it happens right before or did it hasn't happened yet. No, no, it's uh, July seventeenth is when yeah. it kicks off the show. It, it, that used to be the thing. It was it was it was right before the World Series. So, yeah, but they obviously they have some 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 time in between, or they they have some time afterwards. So it'll be interesting to see who all LSU you know could have. That's you know because it just depends where they're drafted, and you know they, they're obviously going to have some commits. I think some guy already somebody already pulled his name out, or you know he figured he wasn't going to be drafted in the like the certain, like the top 60 picks or whatever it was. So he just, he's kind of already saying that he's going to come to, come to LSU. But uh, in addition to all that, LSU probably just signs the the best pitching coach, not just in college or, or whatever, just in all of baseball. Like one of the best pitching coaches in all of baseball. It's considered a blockbuster hire. They get mm-hmm. Wes Johnson. Don't know if that's any relation. I don't, I doubt it. I haven't seen anything saying anything like that. Uh, just mere coincidence, I guess. But um, he is, uh, you know, probably one of the best gets you could get as a pitching coach in, in all of baseball in America. And they get him from the uh, Minnesota Twins, who are actually sitting in first place in the AL Center right now. So it's, that's, I think that's all the more reason why you could say it's like a huge hire uh, for Jay Johnson because this is like the middle of the baseball season or not even quite. I haven't, it's not even the all-star break, right? So it's like they still got a little bit to go before midseason and this guy's going to leave them. He's going to finish out, I guess, this next series. They have a five-game series against Cleveland coming up and then he's going to join the Tigers, which is just insane, right? Because uh, I, don't, I don't know that anyone could have named off the top of their head um you know just like who's who do you think's the best pitching coach in america that lsu could get and then like anyone would have named this guy i don't know who would have i wouldn't have known who to name period without just doing some research on who was available and uh but anyway that's just crazy and i don't know did you guys see the the pedigree on him he also coached uh, before well before minnesota he was at uh, arkansas and mississippi state so I don't know. It's just, it's, 
it, it's one thing to get somebody from a different program, but this, they're pulling this guy back from the pros who's only been there a few years. Right. Uh, it's just amazing, right? Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't really understand why he would want to leave. Well, to, to me, it's the money talk situation. Supposedly he was making about 350 K for the twins really? and LSU just about doubled that. Um, what? So, yeah. The, the rumor is about 700,000 nice. um, a year for this guy. So that's enough to yank him away mid mid season and mid series for a professional team and, and hop back to the college ranks where he's, yeah. Like you mentioned, Scott had a whole lot of success um, in Mississippi state and Arkansas he had 30 pitchers drafted um, by the MLB that he coached during college and then um, was part of the Arkansas's runner-up finish in the 2018 World Series. So, yeah, like you, you said, there's hard to, to pick a, a better replacement to fill um, the shoes of Jason Kelly, was that his name, that yeah. you coached before? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, hopefully he can take the pitchers that we just discussed on the podcast. And last week, Dylan uh, – to break you from Creighton plus the guys who we've got returning and, and shape up that roster to, to fix the, the major hole in our, our lineup from this past year. Yep. Yeah. And then, I mean, imagine, I imagine they'll probably, let's see, they got what that guy you said mentioned from Creighton and you got little, I, I could have, I, I feel like there's another pitcher just floating out there. Just, just, I don't know. There's something, unless it was, unless we get one, one of the recruits and, and that kind of just, uh, uh, plugs the the area of need and and so be it but yeah man it's just crazy higher they get this guy you, you think it's you think i mean because he was having a lot of success like they're they're leaving the their division but not only that but it's like his he set a club record for having his for having his pitchers with a with a era like soon after he got there so this guy is renowned for transforming a, a pitching staff and just lowering its era to not just like very good but like uh, you know, uh, team setting records. He did that at Dallas Baptist too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done that pretty much everywhere he's gone. So, ah, man, it's just, uh, you think LSU was already in a good position uh, even before the news of this week and then boom. So, you know, it's like LSU fans, if you, I don't know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too out of, too out of bounds to just go ahead and like make some plans for Omaha next year. Well, we did right. say that before got- last season because we're like we're getting Morgan and Cruz yep. and Doty back, and-, and then we got Jacob Barry, yeah, the hottest, yeah. the hottest freshman in college baseball. We just signed him. Yeah, we were hyping up the transfers last year, and then uh, look where we ended up. So don't uh, punch your t- LSU at the College World Series. They did have that one guy who was sitting right behind home plate in his all LSU gear every game. So uh, if that's if you want to be that guy you next can year, punch your ticket. Then yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you you could be um, just no promises from the athletic department. No <laughs> yes, <laughs> the athletic department's not punching their ticket, but you can. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that guy that guy had a good story. Uh, well, he and his uh, his brother, who I think was sitting next to him most of the time. Uh, oh, some other baseball news. Uh, Link Jarrett, you know the coach at uh, Notre Dame, who uh, miraculously beats the best team of all time, Tennessee at their house for the super regional. Um, he was actually a, I think he coached under the guy that you're talking, the brother that was there. He coached under him at ECU. And then after Notre Dame won, I think they gave that final out ball to, to that guy's brother, uh, which was just an incredible story. And then he, I mean, he, his, his story too, with, uh, with LSU baseball, it's just great. And it was just like, what is this guy doing there? 
Doesn't he know LSU's not here? That's what I was saying. Is like they don't care. Just LSU fans love good baseball. And True. Omaha is a good host. They love us there. So uh, I, I would definitely check it out one year, even if LSU wasn't there, just for the experience. Uh, but anyway, I, I think I don't have to worry about that. Not not worry about LSU not being there anytime soon, based on all this good news coming out. So. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to keep fanboying out, but I don't know if you guys had any more to add to it. Uh, I don't really just, you know, they, they just got to make something of what they have in the off season. And uh, like I said, West West Johnson's getting here immediately. Uh, so he's, I guess he's eager to get to work. Yeah, no, I, I hope he, I hope he gets back, gets here. And, um, you know, if he can, if he can kind of harness what, and really um, fine tune the, the 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 good stuff that we did have last year from from the you know from both our starters and the bullpen. Um, I mean that's I think that's just, that's a good positive to just to get just get off the ground. I mean he's going to have not a whole summer, but uh, the rest of the summer, you know, uh, half a summer, and then all of the fall when they all you know they do all the fall ball. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think I think. I, I think you're right. I was surprised too. I was kind of like, wow, because you just don't, I, I feel like you don't see a lot of um, major league baseball uh, coaches going back to college. It's not like, it's not like the NFL, you know, NFL, they kind of go back and forth. Sometimes. Yeah. Unless, unless his, like his like experience was like, he was like Nick Saban and like, I mean, I wanted to, he wanted to try it out. And now that he's done it, it's like, cause Nick Saban came back pretty quickly from Miami and this yeah. guy was only in the league, you know, probably about the same, well, even more, t- oh, probably what, four years, three, four years. And he's already making the jump back to college. Maybe he just prefers that college experience more. So, I mean, he played in the sec West for, for or excuse me, coached in the sec West for, for plenty of years. So I don't know, maybe that's his angle. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. And then one or- last, one last thing was, uh, hopefully he'll be able to entice just more talent to come to LSU. One name people have been throwing around is UCLA starter Thatcher Hurd, who was the like top ranked California pitcher coming out of high school and through 34 innings with a 1.06 ERA last year as a starter before he got shut down due to injury Ooh. as a freshman. So you still got two more years and supposed to be coming back next year. And supposedly he really likes LSU. So West Johnson will be hitting him hard and him plus the Creighton guy, plus whoever else we got would make a, a pretty decent lineup. So just watch out for that. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. I, I think what you're just describing, it's like, I'm not worried about a, you know, an overcrowded pitcher's room because we, we've had the exact opposite. This would basically mean that you would have, four starters each week like one's your midweek guy or two if there's one of those but then you got your three starters for a weekend like i i would just feel like so rich compared to years past right where we're just struggling to put a series we got two and a half guys right yeah that's uh that's awesome um and you know what i mean it was just a good week for for lsu athletics overall they had a, a bunch of signees all across the board in in several sports one for football, who is not to be mentioned, uh, according to Daniel. Uh, we'll, we'll keep his name off the record, but LSU does get another uh, receiver. Uh, so welcome to the team, whoever you are. Um, but it's interesting, win- women's basketball. Kim Mulkey, you know, we kind of remarked about how she's had a just amazing turnaround year at LSU already. 
And there he's like, well, you know, the only way to go up from here or, you know, how do you match that success? Well, she just landed the number one player in the country who just happens to be from Louisiana, Bossier City. Michaela Williams uh, is the number one prospect. She's a guard. I, you know, I don't, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not up on college basketball for women, but uh, just a great kid. I, I can't remember the last time I've heard news of LSU getting the number one play in the country in uh, men or women's basketball. Well, I guess maybe Ben Simmons, but yeah. we all know how that kind of panned out. <laughs> but anyway, um, congrats to her. Congrats to the to to Miss Williams, and uh, and welcome to to Baton Rouge. Although, where, wait, where's Bossier City? That's that's way north. It's northwest, across the river from Shreveport. So yeah, northwest Louisiana. Yeah, okay. yeah, a little bit of a drive, but uh, but not too far. So I don't know, man. It's just a good week in all in all for uh, for LSU recruiting, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been um, like you said, a little bit of a surprisingly good week. You know, did, weren't expecting a, a lot of this kind of news to break, but I'm glad we were here to, here to uh, talk about it. Yeah, um, I saw something else too. It was just. It was some story that they were kind of like teasing a story about what it's like coming, like being recruited by LSU by Brian Kelly. Cause now that he's got that house that's, yeah. you know, right off of the water um, and he's got that, just that, whatever that, that access that he's allowed that nonstop access, cause he's a mile off campus or, or a mile within a mile of campus. Uh, and they're just talking about all these, these parties, these, all this food and then there's all this stuff that what it's like the experience. I'll, I don't know. I feel like we could probably, we probably talk about that one episode. Yeah. Cause it's, I, unless, I mean, unless the news just keeps coming all summer, but uh, I feel like we probably have to plan for a, a dry week here and there, but I don't know. There's gotta be a different, like Brian Kelly, there should be a good story about how he's recruiting LSU as versus Notre Dame. Cause from what we've been told, like he didn't recruit at all. Right. Mm-hmm. But now he's in Baton Rouge, and he's, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine it's just because he has that uh, that loophole of being, like, near campus. I, I imagine it's more than that, right? Because it just opens up his whole, uh, all of his opportunities being in Baton Rouge. Well, you know, I don't know exactly, but it, it seems to me that when he was at Notre Dame, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of pressure from the athletic department and the administration on how he was supposed to conduct, you know, everything. And, oh, okay. You know, yeah. there was a certain way, and and it, and I would have. You know, it seems like here they've kind of said, whatever you want to do, do it, do it your way. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. So, you know, maybe whatever. it's something that maybe it's something that he wanted to do. You know, different things at Notre Dame, and they just were say they just said no, we don't do it that way. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty much all we had. Unless you you guys had some some other gyms you found this week. Let's talk. Probably wrap it up. Let's talk recruiting. Let's talk Arch. Going to Texas. Oh, Arch. Yes. How could I forget Arch? Well, I guess I forgot Arch. Biggest commitment of all in history. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he's not coming to anyway. He's not going anywhere. We probably thought. Oh, no, did, anyone Texas Texas? Back. Did, did anyone pick Texas or no? You, none of you guys. Like, I, I, I thought he was going to Georgia. And some, a lot of people, Georgia people think he's still going. Yeah, there. people say Georgia seems to be like they're in a good, they're still in a good position. But I think I, I, we'll have to check. We can check the tape, but I seem to remember me saying like a year and a half ago that Texas would be a good spot for Arch. Yeah. Because I mean, legacy, he can, you know, he's, he'll be the first, of course, this was even, I remember talking about this before Texas was even in the SEC or was coming to the SEC, but um, yeah, I think that, 
I, I like, I think that the more and more I, I thought about it, I liked him going to Alabama. If, um, uh, you know, if that, I could see that being a great landing spot, cause I mean, what, a, when is that not a good landing spot for somebody who's a top tier talent? I think Georgia, you know, I think Georgia could have been a good place too, but, um, if, if he, he'll be the big, he, he is in, he is already bigger than Vince Young, Colt McCoy, you know, Ricky Williams, any of them, like he's already, and he has never even stepped foot on campus. He's, he's 17 years old. Yeah. The commitment announcement itself was very unusual because it was just <laughs> a random, I guess it was a Thursday morning. Uh, he just tweeted out committed to the university of Texas hashtag hook him with a picture of him yeah. in a Texas shirt. It wasn't like one of those things where the people like I'm committing in two months from now, like set the press conference up, bring the media in. No arches out of the blue. Just pose well, that, that feels very manning to me though. That is true. Cause he's been kind of purported to keep a low profile and, and, well, and the family and, has a very specific image. Like they don't, they're not like a, they're not like, like not the, the attention hogs. Yeah. And, um, so and then it was the obviously the highest liked uh, recruitment announcement of all time with two hundred over two hundred thousand likes on Twitter. I think the next highest was like ten thousand. Mm. So he like smoked everybody in the competition. Uh, and so whether Texas is actually back, we'll see. He might take him from six and six to seven and five. Uh, but that's a big win for Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, as Texas now has commitments from two top-rated quarterbacks in a row. Now that Quinn Ewers is transferred back from Ohio State, true. So Arch Manning is stepping into an already crowded room. Uh, I guess he thinks he can win the job. He's had definitely has the talent and the name to to do so. Um, now is did Quinn did he redshirt last year? Yeah, Quinn Ewers redshirted last year, so he still has he's got three years. Yeah, three years, but he'll probably play two um, and then go. Yeah, uh, but that's when Arch so. is going to get there because Arch Arch isn't until what twenty three. So they'll overlap 20, by 20, at least at, at least, least one year, year. maybe two. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as Ewers is done, Manning will be ready to take over. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what. Uh, well, you can see what Texas will do. I mean, and then another aspect was that there hasn't been really any reports that Arch Manning like chased the money because people were saying that he was he going to be the biggest NIL deal of all time, ten million plus. Uh, I'm sure Texas is offering him the world. Uh, but the r- reports aren't that he's he might he might say I don't really care I've already got I already have the world that that is what else do you have <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, another thing I was thinking of is by the time Arch Manning is is on the line at Texas <laughs> LSU might be playing against Texas regularly yeah um, no I think we, I think that th- there's a really good chance that his first year starting is their first year in the NCAA because that would be 2024 SEC. which is when they're supposed to kind of get move into the SEC so. His first, his freshman season, or maybe sophomore season, you could see Arch Manning in Tiger Stadium, which would be uh, something special, even though he wouldn't be wearing the uniform that uh, the Tiger faithful may have hoped from the outset. It's going to be crazy. I mean, I remember when we first started, the first time I, I, I started talking about Arch Manning before, was before I even had this podcast. And he was, he was playing like JV ball for Newman. And now, uh, and, and now he's, you know, finally committed. He's going to be, uh, and he's going to be at Texas. It's, uh, it's going to be, you know, I, I, it's, it's crazy that we've, that we've watched this, um, happen. And, you know, now, now it's really, uh, coming to fruition. Yeah. And I, I think with this, like this commitment, he's, he's pretty much 
avoiding having to, you know, deal with anything at home. Cause uh, you know, like you said, Daniel, like, yeah, that's not the uniform that LSU fans would have wanted him, but it's like, you know, we, we don't really have any longstanding beef with Texas. Like if he'd have gone to Alabama, Oh God, we would have hated it. If he'd have gone to, you know, Ole Miss or, or Florida, you know, that wasn't the option, but you know, any of those teams is like, we, we might've had some beef with it, but Texas, he can kind of make his own legacy there. You know, you didn't have to go to Ole Miss or you didn't hear it from Peyton or go to Tennessee and hear it from his dad and his uh, his, <laughs> his his other uncle. So I, I don't know. I think it's just he wanted to do his own thing. Plus, you know, uh, with them coming into the league, he can really start over or at least start them over. Oh, yeah. Maybe he himself can declare that Texas is back once they are actually back and didn't just win, <laughs> you know, like just a regular bowl game. But um, anyway, it's still like. Wait, are you saying that? Are you saying Arch is going to be better than Sam Ellinger? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, but also, um, and Arch Manning beat Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I don't know, guys. That's that's pretty much all we had. So uh, we could probably wrap it up with that. I think so. I think so. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say was shout out to Tari Eason getting drafted 17th overall oh, yeah. um, by the Houston Rockets in the NBA draft. Uh, I believe he was the highest picked LSU player since Ben Simmons went number one overall in mm-hmm. 2016 because uh, he was higher than Cam Thomas last year. So uh, that was good. And then um, Sharif O'Neal signed a, like a, a summer league contract with the Lakers. I think everybody saw this one coming. The Lakers got to put that O'Neal um, yeah. on the back. So whether he actually ends up playing for the team is probably mm-hmm. unlikely, but that'll be something that the media is going to pay attention to. So uh, good luck to them. What is the, uh, what is their affiliate? The the summer? I think it's just like Lakers light. Like it's not like a G league team. It's oh, just, it's not. No, uh, it's just kind of like summer league is like tryouts kind of. Uh, and then Darius Day signed also a summer league with the San Antonio Spurs. So he'll be doing at least a little bit of a shot. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, that Lakers team is, I don't know, it's like an El Segundo or something. No, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's still in LA, but, uh, uh, congrats to all of them and congrats to everyone, all the commits, all the new coaches, uh, welcome in. And, um, I, I think that was a pretty, uh, m- exciting week that no one really saw coming. So I don't know. Hope, we'll see what this week brings, although it's, uh, going to be, right up before July 4th. I don't know if anything big would happen before then. Maybe someone would ma- wait until after July 4th. I-, I expect there won't be any football news before this upcoming uh, Independence Day weekend, which uh, I think uh, we-, we as talking take should probably just, just take a, take, take the day off, take, take the uh, pot off, having an independence from uh, podcasting. We did 151 uh, right there, almost in a row. I was going to say we could have had a, a 151 pod where – you know, you just take a, you have some 151 Bacardi sitting on the side and you just take a shot anytime that any of us said transfer portal <laughs> next, next year or uh, <laughs> yeah, or something like that or, or weather. Yeah. You just do a shot at 151. We, we wouldn't make it through the pod, but uh, anyway, um, I don't know. Do you, do you guys, um, I'll actually be down in Florida. Are y'all uh, doing anything big for, for the holiday? I don't think so. No, uh, I've been traveling a lot lately, so I'm kind of excited just to kind of stay home, maybe cook some food, and then enjoy the Independence Day. Yeah, right on. I'm looking forward to going down to the beach. 
in some of them, uh, some of those white sands, just uh, you know, just getting away from home for a little bit, taking a break from well, pretty much everything, other than being a husband and a dad, which I like. So you know, that's always there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, well, I guess we'll pick up on the other side for uh, for episode one fifty two. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there'll be some news waiting for us. Either way, we're gonna have it for you. Tommy, Daniel, any final thoughts? Otherwise, we're out. No. I think that's about it. Wrap it okay. up. All right, everyone, have a good Independence Day weekend. Enjoy this news. Hopefully, we'll have some more for you on the other side. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking News.